Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A Dadsnet original podcast. I'm Al, that's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, a confession about allergies, a very interesting, unpopular parenting opinion... And we'll be talking once again to Lawrence Whitaker about how it is possible to get a family-friendly sports car for under 15k. Yeah. It is true. It is true. Uh, all that and more coming up on the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Uh, today we are Nora and Vid. So um, <laughs> so last week, if honestly, did we, po- did we actually post the picture of you when you were recording? And thank the Lord no. that you were recording here in our studio, in no. our offices. And I was recording at home in my office. I say office, Noah's bedroom. Um... Because you had the vid. Uh, well, I was uh, I was negative at the time, according to the lateral flow. Test. Yeah, but you were blatantly. You, but you I was it. in a bad way. Yeah. I went home after that. I had a twenty minute power nap, and then I was back up for some work, which had to get done. Uh, and then kids came, and I went to bed at half past nine, which was early for me. Yeah. And and then since and then I had then woke up, and it was positive. And did I get any time downtime or time off or no relaxation? Doesn't work like that. Does not work like that, or rather, did not work like that. See, I I have actually spoken to some dads who for whom it does work like that. Well, I, I am one of those dads. <laughs> oh, um, mate, get so, out. So so yeah. So you had COVID, yeah. And you were like, I saw you in a bad way. If we need to post the picture of how yeah. bad you looked, it was rough because you were rough, man. <laughs> you were really rough. You couldn't breathe. Well, everyone can hear it. They must, yeah, like, I listened back to the episode last week. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Jesus like sniffing and coughing and like eyes watering like God. and I edited a lot out <laughs> I genuinely did <laughs> there was some bits I just... oh Al coughing oh Al coughing <laughs> so you had you had that so last last Friday I was supposed to be covering the breakfast show on Heart for Jamie Thinks and Amanda mm. Holden and uh, so Kelly I'm doing it with Kelly Brooke I, I was really poorly I, I got back home on the Thursday morning, had these. I, I just felt a bit dodgy in the tummy, you know, like just I was like, oh, yeah. that's not right. A bit queasy, Ooh, bit, yeah. And I thought, oh. Anyway, day progressed, and it got worse and worse and worse. I was in bed by seven o'clock, cramped over. I had cramps and everything. About ten past nine, I shouted up from the bedroom down downstairs, said to Charlie, like, babe, I think I think I need to go to A and E. Like, I thought I had something terrible. <laughs> Honestly, appendicitis. Well no, well, no, I've had my appendix out, so oh, I knew well. it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that. And uh, so she came up and I said, ah, oh, no, go back down, get the sick bowl. We've all, everyone's got a sick bowl in their house. What, they? their own one? Oh, yeah. no, you know, no, yeah. You've got, got a sick bowl. Yeah, we've we got did. a huge mixing bowl, which we use, and it's, it's yeah. massive. So up, she, she ran up with it, 
passed it over just in the nick of time. And you know, like when you vomit, usually it's Ugh. yeah. Ugh. This was Ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> like proper exorcist stuff, yeah. head spinning. So that was that. I was properly poorly. So we we pretty much think it was norovirus. Yeah. Hence why today we're norovid. Norovid. Yeah. So I was quarantined. I sent you pictures. I was quarantined for forty eight hours yeah. in Noah's bedroom. Yeah. Now, Noah's bedroom. Like, why have we given Noah the bedroom that he's got? He's got the biggest bedroom. He's got his. He's got an ensuite. He's got his own bath. Mate, uh, you sent me that photo and I replied going, literally living the dream. <laughs> like, yeah, a little bit of sickness. I'd take that for 48 hours. I stayed into an own room with a computer and bed and toilet. Like, absolute it, dream. If I had to go downstairs, I had to put a mask on and I had to put gloves on. Mm. And Charlie was leaving food outside Noah's door. And literally I would get, she'd go, right, it's outside. And then she, I'd have to wait till she went down the stairs yeah. for me to pick up the food and she'd come back with marigolds to pick up my food because no one wanted to get the norovirus and they well no clearly not so okay yeah so you did actually have some time to yourself amazing 48 hours amazing. i watched the Jer- thing is go on what did you watch jeremy clarkson's farm which is one of the greatest things yeah, i've ever I've seen i've heard good things about that it's actually. so good yeah like obviously everyone's probably a bit preconceptioned up because of jeremy clarkson but he's, he's a side. different he's a different type yeah he's yeah. different yeah oh, he actually said that he had, he was. It, it was the best moment in his life ever. Really? Yeah. He he was. It was the happiest he'd, he's wow. ever been. Yeah, that's because he's a miserable sod. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love. I love him. <laughs> didn't take much, does it? Funny that. Um, so yeah. So yeah. So I the kid t- Ted had it. Um, Isla didn't get it, but she was with us for the first half of half term. She didn't get it, but Ted was pretty rough with it. Right, really rough. With about forty hours, he was really bad. Yeah. Um, high temperature, night terrors, um, hallucinations. Like he was Whoa. quite bad. Uh, and then Jen got it. And so I just, you know, if if the kid's ill, you just plow for it. If you're both ill, obviously you still yeah. got to look after your kid. And then Jen was ill. So yeah, so I didn't, I just carried, I just sort of plowed on and looked after them. We isolated, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was our half term. Uh, yesterday, uh, I, it's was, it was quite a sad day yesterday. Oh. So I went to the tip. That's not sad. <laughs> Going to the tip is one of the best things ever. You get to drop the, uh, you drop the back seats on your estate and you feel like a proper dad. But it's an end of an era. What when? What did you chuck? The slide has gone. <gasps> Made me sad. Why am I sad though? Why did you chuck friggin- the slide? Because they just don't use it anymore. You know, and we don't, we're not in the garden that much. You know, we've, we just, it's, it's gone, but a new era is coming. It's the trampoline era. Oh no! What have I've, you have you had one? Several, and I've had I've got problems with them. In what way? I just I just don't like them. Why? <sighs> Why they're big? Well, you don't have to get a big one. They're round, which is annoying because it doesn't tuck into a corner. Right. Like why does why does no one just sell the the better of you here? Yeah, just sell a square one. (laughs) Just sell. I know you can get like professional square. Just sell like a square one. I don't know. Probably costs more. Well, probably. Yeah, it fits better. (laughs) (laughs) It fits better. So that's annoying. They, I find that the nets around them are so irritating because they just get trashed. Yeah, like. 
They, right. they just get trashed. Okay. Like one time, it was a few years ago now, but we caught Louis and his mate jumping. They climbed to the top of the shed and they jumped from the top of the shed over the safety fence and onto the trampoline, except they'd miss, the tra- they'd miss it and just land on the safety net. Just the whole thing just gets ripped, absolutely right. battered. Okay. They spend more time on the outside of the trampoline than they do the inside. <laughs> I see you quite passionate about this. <laughs> I just hate them. Who'd have thought? I just hate them. So then we, we got one. I've awoken the trampoline beast. Yeah, we had one. Got that. Got rid of that. Got the hot tub. Best thing we ever did. Then Jen, Jen got on Instagram. Someone said, do you want to do a giveaway? We'll give you a trampoline. And she's like, oh yeah. So not only did she say yes, she then went for the biggest one she no, possibly could. No. Didn't fit anywhere in the garden. So it was a half on the grass, half on the... Also, don't put it on grass because the grass underneath dies. Yeah, true. it doesn't get any light. True. So Sorry, I've got I've to find a, okay. I've got to find a place to put it where it's sort of on the concrete then, or on the. Yep. Oh jeez! But it's circle, so it's awkward. Yeah, I will just tuck it away. Okay. You, I, well, if if you don't, you have to just move it. Just every couple of weeks, just move it to a new patch. Yep. Yeah. Right. Okay. You. Well, thanks. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a new era. Now Maybe. today's a sad day. Yesterday <laughs> was a sad day. Today's a sad day. Today's a sad day because my grass is dead. It's round. Yeah. I can't put it anywhere. Yeah. Kids will trash it. They'll trash it. The net's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought that you had so much passion Injuries. about trampolines. Kid next door fell off, broke his arm. What, your trampoline? No, it was their trampoline. We had to, <laughs> we had to look after their kids whilst they went to any. Oh, no. Okay. Mm. Right. Okay. These are things I've got to think about. Mm. All right. Send it back. So um, if you did pick up my slide at the, at the tip, because it went to the charity pile, they were, yep. it was a really good little tykes one. So if you have got it, I might want it back. Yeah. I'll probably have to pay for it back. Have you ever <laughs> had to do that at a charity shop as well, where you've thrown something and they've kicked off so much, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, the Peppa Pig that I've I've given you, uh, my, my daughter actually wants it back. You've never actually done that. Have you actually done yeah, that? Yeah, £2.50. You gave it to charity. And bought it back. And then tried to buy it. <laughs> I guarantee, put this out there. In, yeah. in the dad's net. I bet you people have done yeah. this. I, I've never done it with charity, but I do remember as a kid doing it with the school fates. Because, you know, they ask for loads of donations, or they used to. Yeah. They probably do them online now, to be honest, school fates. <laughs> but um, <coughs> but they, yeah, we, we obviously donated a load of toys and parents <laughs> donated toys. And then my mum would give me like a fiver of like loose change. Go and have fun at the fate with your friends. I'd buy back the things <laughs> So I'd come home, she'd be like, oh, what did you spend your five on? And I'd be like, this and this and this. She's like, they're ours. I, I gave them. Like, they're ours. Like, God, like, you... It always remember, comes back yeah, around. Yeah, I remember it was like a, a micro machine. Yeah, like yeah, micro, yeah, yeah. It was one of those, like, things. She's like, oh, ow, like, are you... I've, I donated that and bought it back. <laughs> so, yeah, not as an adult, but I've done it as a kid. Oh, right. Well, um Nice catch-up. Yeah, I've got I've got so much to talk about charity, and we had a train journey. Maybe I'll save some for the end of the end of the show. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let, let's save some because we've got a really good confession. But before we dive into that, don't forget you can check out dadsnet.com for uh, loads of parenting content, which is very good. If I might say so myself, I don't write it, hence why it's probably quite good. It's really good. <laughs> um, or you can follow us on social media. Join Dadsnet at the Dadsnet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow JK at JK Jason King. Let's do a confession. It's confession time. So this is actually one of my favourite parts of the show. 
Um, I love a good confession. Thank you for sending them in as well. Keep sending them in uh, via thedadsnet.com or like Al said, you can contact us privately if you want to, DM us, whatever. If you have a dad confession, you can remain anonymous, which most of them are anyway. Who is seeking forgiveness today? Anonymous. Uh, There it is. It's a really interesting one. Good. It's good and interesting. Okay. It's, It's typical dad. This is dad 101. Right. Dear JK and Al, Long-time listener here. My eldest child was 12 when I first started listening. He's now nearly 15. Oh, my God. Is that how long we've been going? That's how long, well, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I've been toying with whether or not I should share my confession because it could go either way. To be honest, I'm torn myself on whether I'm in the wrong or not. Okay. I mean, if he's questioning it, you kind of know. He's in the wrong. <laughs> Maybe not. When my son was about five, he started to he started to develop some fairly severe allergies to a range of different things, eggs, dairy, nuts included. As he grew up, he obviously got used to dealing with them and he's got everything under check with no major incidents or reactions in the last few years, touch wood. I think that I, I, it always does amaze me when people live with allergies. Because mm. I, I obviously don't, so I've got no understanding of it, but I wouldn't, the thought of going in somewhere and having to think about yeah. what I want to pick off the menu just True. in case. <clears throat> it's, it's, it is a lot. But yeah, it's good that he's done well. But when he was nine, he saw me drinking a beer and started talking about it. The conversation naturally resulted in him asking to try some, to which I instantly and without thinking replied, no, you're allergic to alcohol, so you can't. And it's likely you'll always, you'll never be able to have alcohol because you'll always be allergic to alcohol. he's now nearly 15 and he still thinks he's allergic to alcohol (laughs) i mean i've seen the damage alcohol can do both through binge drinking but also addiction so i feel like i don't really want to tell him that he'll be fine if he had a beer my wife is on board to a degree her exact response when i spoke to her about it is that i got myself into this so i need to decide what to do what do you guys think should i tell him or just leave it so he'll never touch a drop this is a this is a good one. Oh, <laughs> it's <sighs> funny, isn't it? Because you you know what happens instantly. You you think about yourself drinking when you were younger. That's what I'm going to now. I'm going to when I first started drinking. I'm going to when I used to go do university gigs when I was working with Radio One, DJing and stuff like that. When you used to arrive to work drunk. Yeah, and when I used to yeah do our early <laughs> breakfast show on Radio One, hammered. Um, yeah, I. it's a real tough one. Would I want my kid to miss out on all of those fantastic experiences? Maybe not drink as much as I did, but I don't think I would. I, I mean, they were the best times of my life. You know, it was brilliant. But equally, will they get into less trouble because they're not drinking alcohol, you know, but they'll be the designated driver. I never wanted to be the designated no, driver. I know. I, know. I, I had a friend who used to, um, his, his friends all used to chip in a tenner at the start of the night and he would just drive. So if they went out in a group of 10, he'd have a hundred quid. Obviously he paid for a bit of petrol, but if they wanted to go to that club, he'd drive them, that drive them, that drive. Nice. And actually he ended up making a bit of money out of it. Jesus, that's not a bad idea. Mm. In that case, yeah, I don't want him to drink. He could be the designated driver. Yeah. For your first car, you've got a Mercedes uh, 15-seater Vito. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> there you go. Yeah, go and earn your money. <laughs> and by the way, you're paying rent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Commission- I'm commissioning on it. I don't, yeah, it's a funny one because you kind of, 
sometimes, like if 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 you liken that to a small child, and they were like, uh, if they say, "Can I have some sweets?" Often you would lie and say, "No, it will rot your teeth." Yeah. Now, yes, it, it it will rot your teeth if you eat sweets consistently for the next ten years. Yes, it will rot your teeth. But just having a sweets once a week from the sweet yeah. shop it's not going to particularly rot your teeth Keep, moderation you know, clean them exactly but you do kind of lie or embellish the truth to keep your children limited on the bad stuff that's out there yeah or the potentially bad stuff so on that level i'm kind of like yeah okay i wouldn't tell him <sighs> Because oh, there's no in between. You can't go, oh no, you can't drink allergic. a little bit. <laughs> You're a bit allergic. Your throat will swell a bit. But, Dad, what does that mean? Well, you know, you might be all right. You might not be. Yeah. It's up to you. You know, see how you feel. I'd stop at two pints and then that's your yeah. limit. It, might, it also might be the kind of thing that I would let run through his kind of late teens. And then at about 1920, once you've got a more a wider understanding of the world, what alcohol does, you've seen your mates piss about on yeah. it and all that. And then you, you, you know, you can make your own kind of a better judgment call when you're faced with yeah. sitting in a pub. Uh, maybe then say, yeah, son, should we just test it? Also, that's the other thing you could do. You could say, oh, well, I've spoken to the doctor and they said that actually it's quite good just to try a little bit to see whether you are, you oh, do have to get reaction. your body used to yeah, it. Yeah. And then, so give them a sip. Oh, look, nothing's happened. Try half a pint. Oh, yeah, nothing happened. Oh, maybe, maybe you've grown out of this allergy. Yeah. And actually never own up to it. But then, they, then, <laughs> then your kid tries five pints, wakes up the next morning feeling rough as hell. You're like, yeah, he's still allergic. Alleg- still allergic. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. It's, yeah. It's, no, you might think a hangover. It's not. It's yeah. a that, it's Four's allergic. fine. Yeah. But five, allergic. That's your point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, oh, yeah, you could manipulate this really well. Yeah. I would leave with that. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think it needs a decision from us. Great. I think what Forgiven. We- let us know how it unfolds. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own. Off you go. Cheers. Amazing. Um, um, don't forget, if you've got a confession, like do send it in to us at dadsnet, uh, at the dadsnet on social or dadsnet.com forward slash confessions. Send us an email, get in touch. Right, it's that time again. Car wise with warranty wise. Lawrence Whitaker is our expert. Um, last week, we did the best family car under £10,000. If you missed it, uh, listen again, download the podcast and, and check it out. Uh, today, we're concentrating on the best four-seater, four-door sports car under 15k. Now, is this a good sort of bracket? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think if you're looking for, I mean, sports cars are really close to my heart. I, I've, I, I bought my first um, sports car, which was a, a BMW Z3, uh, a 1.9 Z3 when I was uh, 19. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I remember it was September at the time and it was freezing and I drove it home from Brighouse all the way home to Lancashire with the roof down. <laughs> you got freezing. to. That's the rules. And, yeah, exactly. And I just, I don't, I don't think I ever put the roof up, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, if you look at the, um, I know last week we were talking about cars that are going up in value. If you look at the, the E36, I mean, those cars are, you know, already shooting up in value. And, you know, you can still get one for around £15,000, but... If you want a tip for a future car that's going to appreciate in value, I think like an E36 M3 BMW, that's one of the you know the, the the cars that is rapidly increasing in value. And equally, the one prior to that, the E30 325i. I mean, they didn't they didn't do an M3 convertible, but they did a 325i 
at M Sports. I mean, those cars, they're already £25,000 now. Wow. So Look at that. We've done the investment already. We're, we're yeah. on fire here. Look at that. Okay, let's start then. So best four-seater, four-door sports car under 15K. What are we going for first? Okay, well, when you say four-seater, I've, I've kind of, uh, you know, the back seats of these cars are very, very small, as you'd imagine, yeah. but they are they are a, a four-seater. So the first one, the most reliable car that we've got taken from the warranty-wise data that we do um, every week. So, for example, this is the car that we've had least amount of claims on. Um, is an Audi TT Quattro. Really? Um, but yeah, which shocked me, to be honest, as well, but... Um, the, the claims ratio for an Audi TT Quattro is one in six. So you've got a one in six chance that the car will go wrong, which is which is fairly low. Um, the average claim is over a thousand pounds. It's a thousand and six pounds. So you can expect to spend a little bit more. Uh, and I would I would suggest going for a manual rather than an automatic one uh, because they, they tend to be a bit more reliable. But the, um, yeah, the, the Audi TT Quattro, I mean, for 15 grand, you're gonna get a really, um, you know, usable, uh, reliable, good-looking. Um, okay, they might, I think that they've kind of shed that hairdresser image, haven't they? Yeah. Now I think, but yeah. uh, which but was I helped by they... Jeremy Clarkson, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think for, for a reliable, um, you know, four-seater sports car, I think the TT Quattro and, and that Quattro thing. I mean, I think that's so important because in this country, when the weather's bad, um, you know, having four-wheel drive does make a huge difference. And how many days do we have where it's absolutely lashing down? Yeah. You know, especially in the in the wet winter months, if you're going to keep this car, you know, and use it as a daily driver. Um, the next one, which is kind of the one that I would recommend, um, that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of middle of the road. So you've got, a, it's a BMW 2 Series. So it's a, a one in four chance that a, a 2 Series will go wrong, according to our data, which is a little bit uh, less reliable than the Audi TT. But you can get uh, more uh, spec for your money, if you will. So you can get a, a car with uh, more optional extras because they're a little bit cheaper than the TTs. And you look at an average claims rate of £967, so qu- uh, quite a bit cheaper than the TT Quattro when they do go wrong, um, but they do go wrong a little bit more. And the final one is the one you absolutely should avoid at all costs. You know, they are one of those cars that we just have a, an awful lot of claims on. So, I mean, uh, we've, we've, every out of the ones we've got on risk, uh, one in every two cars have made a claim. So, like every other car has claimed. It's a it's a Peugeot RCZ. You know, you've I know they're not not such a, a popular car these days, but uh, they're they're a really good looking car. I don't know if you remember them. They, yeah. Uh, it's got a score of one out of 10 on our claims reliability uh, oh, wow. <laughs> um, score. And the average claim is a little bit lower with it being a Peugeot. It's £852. So it's got that in its favour, but then it does go wrong a lot. So, yeah, it's definitely one to avoid. All right. So next week, we're going to be doing the best first car for your kids under £5,000. This is quite an important category, I think, especially now what with insurance, which has always kind of been sky high for, for first time drivers. Next week we will try and help you. Um, if don't forget if you if you want uh, if you are buying a, a sports car under fifteen thousand uh, pounds and you need a warranty, you know go to www.warrantywise.co.uk. We cover every make and model of sports cars. You can pay monthly and it just protects you and gives you that peace of mind against the car going wrong. And do that right now. Uh, we'll speak to you next week, Lawrence. Thank you very much. Like you said, the thing with these sports cars, if you want a family sports car, you can get them, you know, like M3s, as we were talking about and stuff like that. But the back seat, like, 
it's fine if your kid's up to about seven or eight. <laughs> After yeah. that, you can't fit much no. in there. This 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 whole whole thing is so funny because we we did NCT yeah. with Ted, and the the very first session, obviously NCT is you you tend to get the upper end of yeah. You know, you get quite wealthy people yeah. doing NCT, and this guy rolls up in a Porsche, and he he opens the door, and his name was Matt, and we were like, "Oh, Matt, like, like it's a nice car." Like, okay, yeah, I had to get rid of the Ferrari because the car seat wouldn't fit in it. <laughs> and I like, mean, but you still got a Porsche. Middle class problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like wow. Okay, so Ferrari, no Porsche. Yes, look to be honest, I wouldn't care. Give me either. <laughs> I'll squeeze the kids in, trust yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. They'll be there. Exactly. So, yeah, interesting. You can actually get one that has a little bit of longevity in it. Uh, right, so we do some um, unpopular, popular parent opinions. Unpopular, un- oh, I can't even say it. So, unpopular well, you chose parenting the opinions. Title. It's, it's too many Ps. Unpopular parenting opinions. This is, okay, this is a, this is a good one, okay? And full disclosure, it has come from someone a teacher and a teacher who works or now works in education okay okay his name's rob lovely guy actually lovely guy his unpopular parenting opinion is this teachers will sometimes know better than you um yeah yeah well they do i mean the majority of teachers are definitely better educated than i am um, they deal with children every single day. Would they know my child better than me? I think on some occasions, absolutely. Yeah. I, that's a rare thought though. I think he's right. Most parents think that they know better than the teachers. I'll give an example. And this is, I'm, I'm, I'm both sides of the coin here. Obviously been a teacher. Yep. There have been occasions where I've been in a, in a room where the teacher's giving a... It's like a meet-the-teacher session. Yeah. All the parents go in, they sit down, the teacher introduces the class, usually at the start of term, introduces the term, the topics, give the t- parents an opportunity to ask questions. One parent put their hand up and said, um, I... Uh, he was talking about times tables. Put her hand up and said, yeah, my son knows all his times tables. Uh, so why is he still doing them? Kind of criticising. Yeah. And the teacher replied going... He doesn't know them as well as I want him to know them. And she says, oh, no, he does. He says, oh, really? Can he do them? Uh, can he answer every time's table within three seconds? And she looked and she went, well, I think so. And he said, well, we use this software and this software has told me that he doesn't. And actually had the nerve right. to kind of go up against this parent who thought that she knew that, that knew her child could do the time table. He was like, no, not, not to my standard. No, he can't. Okay, but if I interject, how how much how much time does a does a teacher spend with your child per week? So what is it from nine till three? Let's say yeah. So what's that? Uh, six hours. Mm-hmm. So six hours a day, which is pretty much more than you spend with your child per day. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. You know what I mean? If you think about when they go to bed and stuff like that. So I'm quite happy to my, for my child for those six hours to be taught what they need to be taught and when they come home and they do homework if he struggles with it a bit you know i yes i think you've got the you've got both sides of the coin you have the teachers that are teaching them and you are teaching them your way as well mm. and you you put those together well that is 
the best scenario. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying that the teachers are always right. There's always going to be stuff that you know more because the teacher isn't just dealing with your child. He's dealing or she's yeah. dealing with 30 more children yeah. or whatever it is. I get that. But you've, you, there has to be an element of trust with your teacher and yeah. what they can and can't do in their opinion. Yeah. It's the most underrated important relationship parents have yeah i think like it, there's not enough credit given to that importance of the teacher parent relationship and and i think the other thing about it is that parents they will see the situation from a very emotional like that's my baby yeah like kind of side well, it's primal isn't it yeah whereas the teacher will be seeing it from a objective point of view yeah and like, well, I've seen the situation with this child and this child and this child for the last 15 years. I've seen this happen. I know how to deal with it. I know what the child might be thinking because of my experience doing it. I'm looking at it objectively. And I think sometimes parents forget that side of it, that actually, okay, let's see, let's see how this unfolds. But what about, you know, I imagine, I imagine you knowing you like I know you and you're a decent guy. I imagine you were a, you know, a real decent hands-on teacher that actually thought about, you know, the way that the children weren't, were feeling and thinking at the time if there was, you know, a difficult situation. And that's what, maybe this is about what your relationship is with you listening to us right now with your kids and their teacher. I'll give you an example of how much I love the teachers that, that, you know, that teach our kids at the moment. And we've been very lucky. Both teachers are fantastic. Mm. But one of, this is Luna's teacher. So on last week, I was supposed to be doing my normal radio show, which is from four till seven in the afternoon, which means I always take the kids to school. Well, it changed because I had to do the breakfast show instead of the the drive show. And uh, I I always want to say her name, but I'm not going to say her name. But Luna's teacher, when Luna got to the doors, she said, because Luna was a nightmare that morning because her routine had changed. Mm. And the first thing she said to Charlie was, I understand Luna is probably, you know, a bit, yeah, you know, a bit iffy this morning because her routine has changed. I mean, for me, that is just heaven to my ears. Yeah. That she knows, she knows my kid yeah. exactly because she's heard, she heard me on the way into work on the radio and she yeah. knew instantly that Luna would be upset because yeah. her routine's changed. <laughs> That's <laughs> incredible. Love that. Firstly, that you're... Uh, your kids' teacher listens to you on the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to be careful what I say. <laughs> yeah, but secondly, as well, also how diplomatic for the teacher to frame it in that, that way. Uh, the ru- the routine is different rather than saying, "Yeah, she's much better when she's dropped off by her dad." <laughs> <laughs> the problem is you, mum. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that, but that's how I think that's how a lot of mums <laughs> would hear that. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. It's uh, if if you. Look, I've got a lot of respect for teachers. I feel for teachers Absolutely. at the moment as well. I really do. I would not want to be a teacher now. No, it's re- it's really tough. It's a really tough profession. They, it's definitely underrated. It's definitely don't get the credit they deserve. But at the same time, there is a world of difference between a good teacher yep. and a teacher that just, I don't think, should really be teaching. Some people go into teaching thinking that they're really good for that profession and they're not. And the problem is that it's hard to then get out of it. And I think like, you know, if someone if someone joined dad's net and they <laughs> they weren't very good at the job, you, they'd leave. They'd, yeah. We'd get rid of them. You know, that doesn't happen in teaching. They kind of hang around and, you know, that's tough. So I think that there is, you know, as a general rule, I've got a lot of time for teachers, but I do think that when you get a good teacher, make the most of it because 
the next one might be different. Okay. Do you leave it at that? Different for different kids as well, I should say. Like yeah. some kids will respond differently to different. Yeah, kids. yeah, exactly. Let's leave it at that before Let's I dig a bigger that. hole. <laughs> um, there was a story you were going to tell me about. Was it a train journey or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, this is what this is wild, right? We, we got a train recently. Me, Jen, and Ted from London, and we got on. It was one of those ones that comes into Charing Cross and it sits there for ten minutes before it leaves. So we got on as it arrived. So we had ten minutes just sitting there. Yeah, and. Ted was on the train, you know, what kids like, they stand up, they flitter about. And then this guy walks on and Jen like kicks me and goes, Al, Al, that's a footballer. Oh, I know who it is. I'm going to test you in a minute. Wait, is it, is it wait. the one that lives by me? I don't know. I don't know where he, I don't know where he lives. <laughs> okay. Well then, so then he goes, I was like, oh God, Jen, no, of course, of course it's not like no one's, no one's, like a footballer's not getting a train. <laughs> Like, that's not happening. And she's like, he's, he's going to have a look. So then I walk down to the toilet, turn around, come back, have a glance. I'm like, oh, God, it is. Okay, would would he be a former Man United player? Yes, he would. Would he um, have a girlfriend who, is it is it Katie? Yeah, so he's on the train all the time. Yeah. It's Rio Ferdinand. It's Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, so he lives around by, not by me. I don't live yeah. in the road that Rio sure, Ferdinand sure. lives. He lives in a very lovely yeah. private estate. But he, yeah, he lives, literally he lives about two miles away yeah. from Yeah, so he got off at your stop as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, he, he was just, and he was just sat there. And like, and then, and as soon as I was like, yeah, it is. I was explaining to Ted who it is, because obviously he's not current, so Ted isn't necessarily au fait with the Rio Ferdinand era. Um, but Jen's like, oh, go, go and get folk, go and get folk. And I was like, oh, God. Like, obviously, I've met a few celebs and things. Yeah. So did, I was you, like, did you do it? I, was like, I, like, I, I feel bad because I'm like, God, he must get it all the time. Yeah. It must be really irritating he's probably had a long day it was at the end of the day he's probably had a busy day doing whatever he is he just wants to sit on a train for 20 minutes yeah. listen to a bit of music and go home like he doesn't want to be pestered yeah but then like you're with Ted, like if it was just me I, I wouldn't have obviously but it, I was with Ted and just oh it'd be really good for Ted to see him so I took Ted down and I was like oh hi mate and he was like head down head down head down and then he couldn't ignore me any longer <laughs> <laughs> so I was like woo <laughs> yeah, don't ignore me. Rio. No. Yeah. Rio. So he looked up and I was like, oh, hi, mate. Like, do you mind Do you mind if he gets a photo with you? And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. So he, Ted sat next to him. And and actually, he then like chatted to Ted for, you know, a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, Ted was wearing an Arsenal shirt as well. I said, I'm really sorry he's wearing an Arsenal shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, but he said, who's your favourite player? And do you enjoy playing football and stuff? It, it, you know, not... We weren't there for loads of for a really long time, but yeah. he was really nice, really nice. So we got a photo, went went and sat back down, and then Jen's like, "Oh, you should have got his autograph. Go back and get it." I was no, like, "Jen, no, you, you go, you go. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you? Yeah. Not doing it twice." No, yeah. Um, yeah, but you're you're really you've like like you said you've been around people like this. You've in, we've interviewed people for this yeah. podcast and stuff like that, and you know the time to leave. You're not the hang around, or yeah. you'll keep going and going. And that's the key. I'll give you a little tip, right? If you see some, if you see a celebrity on the train, look, this is their job. They know that they're going to get stopped, and yeah. they want photos and selfies and stuff like that. I would say the majority of the time they expect it, but get your selfie. You know, have have a picture, yeah. have a quick chat, and just go. Yeah, just go. Don't hang around. That's the worst yeah. bit. Is when you're hanging around yeah. and hanging around. 
and just just but he's 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 a lovely guy um when i lived in manchester he was playing for man united you know we used to see them all the time yeah a little bar called the sugar lounge that we used to go to yeah we kind of you know go up say hi have yeah. a quick chat with him would you know him would you know him enough to now not now no, hey, and also i've changed dramatically since yeah, 2002 a lot, older, a lot older you know a lot older <laughs> no hair beard he wouldn't know who i sober am at all <laughs> But there was like there was a really nice time when up we were I was we were working at Radio One and we, uh, Beckham was waiting to go into to Moyles to do the breakfast show. We used to do the show before Moyles early breakfast, and he was waiting in like the airlock to go in. And I walked past and I thought he won't even reckon he, recognize me. And he was like, "You're right, Jay. All right, yeah. Joel. You okay? Remember you guys from and they used to listen to us at the, yeah. at the training ground at Carrington. They used to call us up and and say that they loved the fact that we took the piss out of Alex Ferguson all the time." <laughs> You know, they, that, and they were just that, that class of 92, yeah. without doubt, yeah, my yeah. favorite era. And I love, I, I, you know, we saw, we saw them all the time, charity dues. They were just a great bunch of lads. Yeah. He, he, yeah, it was really everything. But also he's been through a lot, hasn't he? Like yeah. as a dad, he's been yeah, through he an awful lot. So, um, yeah, you see him all the time around area. Yeah. To be fair, that's how Jen recognized him. Not for being a footballer. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, that's but, the man I saw in that documentary. Oh, <laughs> but know, he's a footballer, Jen. He's just around the corner from us. He's, he, he's often seen in a, in the donut shop because I think that he's got a business with a lady that owns the donut shop I think they may have helped out in some sort of way you see him in there having donuts and stuff he's just a lovely guy I love that Michael Jackson is a co-owner of a NASCAR racing team Rio Ferdinand is a co-owner of a donut shop there it is it's a good time to end <laughs> amazing don't forget to download like listen share review uh, and tell all your mates to come and have a listen to the Don't Take Mum podcast really trying to build listenership this year because uh, because we we just love doing the show and, and because yeah. we are <laughs> because we are we yeah. can always do with more <laughs> listeners we can always always so yeah please do share and share and share uh, have a good one see you later goodbye a Dad's Net original podcast.